City of Hope, named by U.S. News and World Report as one of the top cancer hospitals in the country for the 11th year, brings you City of Hope Radio. Here's Melanie Cole. City of Hope offers the latest advances in the surgical management of breast cancer provided by specialized surgeons. And for patients with small tumors and early-stage breast cancer, breast-conserving surgery is a treatment option, providing optimal cancer surgery while achieving excellent cosmetic outcomes. My guest today is Dr. Laura Kruper. She's the co-director of the Breast Cancer Program at City of Hope. Welcome to the show, Dr. Kruper. So tell us a little bit about what's going on in breast cancer surgery now and this trend towards immediate reconstruction after a mastectomy. Okay. So at uh, our center and at many centers across the United States, we are able to offer many women nipple-sparing mastectomies. Now, that is a procedure in which we can preserve the whole envelope of the breast, so all of the skin and the nipple, uh, and the patient can uh, have small scars so that we can remove the entire breast through that incision, and then the patient could have immediate reconstruction afterward uh, straight to implant so that the patient can have all of their surgery in one day um, and preserve the whole appearance of their breasts. For many women, it's difficult to even tell that they've had surgery, period. So, What are the advantages to the nipple-sparing mastectomy, aside from the cosmetic advantages? Are there any other you know, physiological advantages? It, it's interesting that you ask that. So they actually have done studies. There is a, a great questionnaire evaluating women and their... Um, satisfaction with the procedures that they have. And so although women may feel that the nipples, their preserved nipples, actually feel the same pretty much as or have the same satisfaction as a woman who's had a nipple reconstruction, the benefits are actually seen um, in their physiological mood um, and their sexual well-being. So that is the benefit to preserving the nipple for most How much sensation does it have after this kind of surgery? So for many women, it doesn't have much sensation, which is why I think many women say that the satisfaction level is about the same as a woman who has a reconstructed nipple. We always tell women that they most likely will not have sensation, but some women actually do regain some sensation to their nipple. So who would be a good candidate for this type of surgery? So the best candidates um, are people who have smaller tumors, not very large tumors, um, or tumors close to the nipple, or uh, there's something called ductal carcinoma in situ, which is cancer within the ducts um, that are, so if a woman has DCIS, which is spread throughout the breast, they're not a very good candidate for nipple sparing. But more and more we are seeing uh, many patients are eligible for nipple sparing. What's the healing process with this type of surgery? Is it any different than a full mastectomy without the reconstruction done right at that time? Is it a faster healing process? It's actually somewhat longer because if someone had a regular mastectomy without any reconstruction, that recovery time is normally two to three weeks. When you add in reconstruction, that doubles that recovery time more to anywhere from three to six weeks because of the reconstruction, but then there are really no other further surgeries, and most women are much more satisfied with uh, when they have reconstruction. So for many women, the the prolonged recovery is, is worth it. Is there any risk, Dr. Kruper, of recurrent cancer at the nipple after this? That's a good question. So 
uh, several studies have shown, or if you look at uh, retrospective studies, that if a woman has cancer in the breast, the overall rate of developing another cancer in the nipple would be about 5%. And that rate, rate might depend also on the size of the tumor and whether the lymph nodes are involved and what type of systemic therapies the patient receives. But in a prophylactic surgery, so women who are genetic mutation carriers and have nipple-sparing mastectomies prophylactically, the risk of developing a cancer in a breast that has had no cancer is less than 1%. So a safe procedure. There's been a lot of news in the media of double mastectomies, even if there is not breast cancer in both breasts. Can you tell us about this rise in this trend and what does it mean? Why are, why are women doing this? That's a very good question. Yes, there has been a very large increase in the, women, in the number of women who are requesting contralateral prophylactic mastectomies, and so we call them CPMs. Um, when there's no cancer in the other breast. And the majority of these women who are requesting CPMs are not uh, people who have either familial risk factors or um, genetic mutations. And there are multiple reasons behind this increase. One is um, there have been studies that have shown that genetic testing, not even a positive genetic test, just actually being sent to um, a, a genetic counselor to have testing will increase the rate of, of a woman of requesting a contralateral prophylactic mastectomy. Obviously, a strong family history of breast or ovarian cancer uh, increases that rate. Also, women who undergo an MRI. So the, one of the problems with MRIs is, although they're a very good tool for detecting cancer, they do have a high false positive rate. And for a lot of women, if they are being worked up for a breast cancer with an MRI and there are other findings, that makes them pretty concerned about cancer in the other breast. Um, then other factors that are associated with a higher rate of CPMs are higher education and a woman's baseline um, anxiety for or worry about recurrence. So we, we have noticed that there's a trend. There have been several papers that came out last year um, looking at the increased rate of bilateral mastectomy, so a mastectomy for the cancer side and then the um, other side. And we certainly see that trend. It's very high in women who are young, and young being defined as age 40 or below. And you could understand why that would be, because a woman who's diagnosed under the age of 40 is going to live a very long time and obviously is, con is going to be very concerned about a another cancer. What's interesting is that other studies have shown that the rate of developing it, it what's called a contralateral breast cancer um, is actually very low. But women, many women will perceive that that risk is higher. So there are so many factors for why this, uh, we are seeing this increased rate. And then another reason is, quite honestly, the reconstruction. The reconstruction nowadays that plastic surgeons are doing is really beautiful and that the, the different kind of techniques that they use. So a lot of women have know a friend who's had both their breasts removed. And so um, I think there's a lot of... Um, factors coming into play. When you have a mastectomy or a bilateral mastectomy prophylactically, can you get cancer in the breast? Yes, you can. That rate is very low. Um, and unfortunately for a patient who's had cancer and we, we do a mastectomy, I always tell them that we can't get down to zero. There are such things as called chest wall recurrences, 
um, and that means anywhere you know along the muscle, but also within the skin flap. Um, and so, it, as as hard as we try as surgeons to remove all of the breast tissue when we are doing surgery, it's you know you can't, sometimes you can't tell the difference between a fat cell and a breast cell. Um, so it's true that cancers can come back. In a prophylactic side, um, that that risk is is very 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 low. Dr. Cooper, what advice would you have for women who have either previously had breast cancer or have a family history about getting that genetic test and that risk that you discussed about the anxiety and then considering a bilateral mastectomy? So I think, uh, especially since Angelina Jolie came out saying that she was a genetic mutation carrier, that really has increased the rate of people asking about genetic testing. The reality is um, that most breast cancers are, re- are spontaneous and they are not related to uh, family history or uh, a genetic mutation. So genetic mutations make up approximately 10% of all breast cancer cases. And there, there are certain things to look for that make uh, some women more, more at high risk than others. So multiple generations of women with breast cancer in a family, um, other kinds of cancer as well, such as colon cancer, prostate cancer, um, a young age. So any woman under the age of 45 qualifies for genetic testing. Um, So I do try to counsel patients because a a woman who has no family history of breast cancer is the first one in her family and presents at age 65 with a breast cancer. I'm going to reassure her that she most likely does not have a genetic mutation and does not really qualify for genetic testing. But if she wants, you know, we could send her to a genetic counselor. Um, So I think a lot of people, I think everybody now, or many people, think that if they have breast cancer, they have a genetic mutation where it's actually the reverse. Uh, So I I do try to reassure people. The um, decision to have a conchalal prophylactic mastectomy is, is one that, really should be a shared decision between the physician and the patient. So I, I really try to counsel my patients that all the studies have shown that if you remove a contralateral breast that's unaffected, it actually does not improve survival. Um, so I've told this to, I tell this to my patients. Um, and for most patients with breast cancer, the risk of distant cancer or cancer coming back somewhere else in the body, like the bone or liver, is higher than developing a breast cancer in the other breast. Um, but even giving all of those facts, um, many women will make up their mind one way or another based on uh, whether they have friends who've done this, uh, their own personal concerns. So, you know, I try to talk them through the whole process. In just the last minute or so, Dr. Kruper, tell listeners why they should come to City of Hope when they're considering breast cancer reconstruction surgery. So... I think there are many great centers, um, but I think one of the benefits of our center is that we are a cancer center. All of our doctors here, we only focus on cancer. We have a multidisciplinary team, so a medical oncologist, the surgical oncologist, which is me, and then um, our plastic surgeons. And our plastic surgeons here pretty much only do breast reconstruction. So they they do beautiful work, and they can offer different types of reconstruction for uh, different patients. Um, and so when a patient comes here, they're going to get all of their care. And we can offer many state-of-the-art um, therapies, uh, given that we are a National Comprehensive Cancer Network Center. So. Thank you so much. It's great information. You're listening to City of Hope Radio. For more information, you can go to cityofhope.org. That's cityofhope.org.
This is Melanie Cole. Thanks so much for listening.